Um, I, shout out to. Uh, I, actually, actually, no. Okay. <clears throat> well prepared. <laughs> shout out shout to out. preparedness. <laughs> it's Thursday. It's thirsty sweet sixteen. Um, I hope you uh, took the day off, or uh, or on maternity leave, <laughs> or had um, you know. What do, what do they call when you when you, they cut your balls off? What do they call that? <laughs> Castration? Yeah. You can tell it's not a haiku because it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fine. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 583. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to get a blast from the past with a boomerang. We're going to look at the playoff race. We've got a stat of the weekend and under Googleable for you. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Unbeatable shout out to what my allergies are telling me is spring, <laughs> which has sprung here in the district. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Undebeatables? What is up, Pacer Nation? It's Thirsty Sweet Sixteen. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy your Thursday. <laughs> uh, nailed it. Um, I guess from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Uh, shouting out friends of the show, Christina and Kate with birthdays this week. Shout uh, out. And among Pacers, Miles Turner has a birthday today. And TJ McConnell tomorrow. Happy birthday. Sweet. Shout out. We missed uh, Jack. I know Jakar Sampson had a birthday. He was on uh, Sunday, I think. Yeah, this this past Sunday. So. Well, technically, right now. So that's we didn't true. miss it. As we, as mm-hmm. we record, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Happy, happy birthday. Jakar Sampson seems like the kind of guy that, that does birthday weeks, not a... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I like that. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a whole ordeal. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the show, I'd like to remind listeners, they can support us. The longest running Pacers podcast by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables. And you can support us 
with your hard-earned money for as little as a dollar per month. I think we we want to get, you know, we, the, a boomerang was thrown a long time ago, and it just came back to <laughs> yeah. us. That one got it was got some uh, good wrist action on that one, and it was it was out for I don't know months years, um, but it is back. Colson, you've got the boomerang. What do you got for us this week? Welcome back to uh, I think probably Internet's favorite game um, that we just abandoned. Uh, for a while, uh, Boomerang, based on uh, Boomer, the Pacer uh, mascot. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw a question around the table, um, and then I think it's kind of like a spelling bee. The rules don't matter. Uh, we'll figure it out as we go. Um, Wait, I would I like the rules to ask. Do matter the spelling? No, bee. no, it's fine. Uh, I, what I'm going to ask okay. is I've got uh, 15 of the top paid players in the NBA this season. Um, and I need you to name them. It doesn't matter what order you go in. Harper, top paid player this season. How about a Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook, uh, $44.2 million. He is number four. Seems like what? Work. Seems like the right amount of money for him, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. That's great for the, the Lakers as well, for sure. Uh, Jason. Uh, John Wall. John Wall, $44.3 million for the Rockets. He does not play basketball. I, I was totally going there next. I was picking off all the <laughs> worst contracts, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joey. Well, let's. Uh, we got to get the, the gross things out of the way. Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul is not on this list. Mm. Oh, good. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, he definitely signed a very large contract last time he was on this, but uh, the numbers have changed since uh, he signed that contract. So, okay. uh, Joey, you're out uh, until you're back in because maybe it's spelling bee Great. style. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Harper. How about uh, Steph Curry? Steph Curry, number one, $45.8 million a year. That's a lot of money. Now, granted, the owners uh, earn way more. So, um, shout out to Steph Curry. Jason. Uh, <clears throat> let's go with uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, $42 million a year. Number five, Harper. And Adekupo? And Adekupo, $39 million a year. Number seven, uh, James Harden. James Harden, number two. $44.3 million. Tied with John Wall, actually. Um, but mm. he's playing basketball games, so I'm going to give him the edge and give him number two. So, nice work. <laughs> uh, Harper. Uh, LeBron. LeBron. $41.2 million a year. I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. $39.3 million. He is number 10. Mm. Doncic. Doncic is still on his rookie contract. Is he? Okay. For the yeah. win, Jason. For the win, Jason. Let's go with Jokic. No, you're both back in no. the game. Uh, Harper. 
Wait, oh, am I, I am I back in? No, 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 no. You you you're way out of the game. I don't know. I make up the rules. Screw off. Harper, what do you think? How about uh, Big Cat? No. Jason for the really? win. How about Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson. $38 million a year. He is at, uh, yeah, 12th. So, well done. Woo-hoo. Uh, so, uh, the guys, you didn't get Paul George, uh, 39.3. Uh, Damian Lillard, 39.3. They're all tied at, like, uh, 8 to 10. Jimmy Butler, 36. Tobias Harris, $36 million. Chris Middleton, $35.5 million, And Anthony Davis, $35 million. Um, the reason I brought this up is because this is an amazing amount of money. <laughs> um, and the I think the uh, overall payroll is about $120 million for the NBA. So you better be real good to take up about a third of uh, cap space. And if, if you... If you are real good, it's worth it. No, if you if you if you're if you're Steph Curry or LeBron James, it's totally worth it. Um, if you're Kawhi Leonard who doesn't play basketball, it's not worth it. So shout out. Well, tell that to Deshaun Watson and his two hundred thirty million dollar five year guaranteed contract with the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Mm. Well, he got a forty five million dollar signing bonus. He got forty five million dollars for signing his name. Wow. And he still might be subject to, to league discipline, so he might not play either. Jeez. Uh, there, there's a different list of average annual salary. Joel Embiid is number two with $49 million. Jimmy Butler with uh, $48.7 million. Um, there are guys that are making – well, that's pretty much everybody. But uh, those two guys jump on the list if you want to talk about their overall average salaries. So. Well, uh, can't say I love that game, but uh, it's America's. <laughs> I mean, just because you lost so early, Joe. You know what? I thought I thought uh, I thought I was going to get that one, uh, and I was you know I was sitting on some winning answers besides the the first one. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, wait for Be that thing to come back time. around in six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, boomerang back in the universe. I think one thing a lot of those players have in common is they're uh, in the the race for the playoffs. And I think about this time of year, it's a good time to, to see where these things are going to shake out, which teams are uh, going to be where. It's a little early for, for some of the seeding discussion and some of the specifics. But um, but it's also, you know, we, the, the experiment of the playing game is uh, sticking around. So, uh, Jason, can you take us through uh, the interesting playoff races? Uh, at this point of the season, sure, yeah. I, I mean, we uh, this year have been so focused, hyper focused on uh, the train wreck that has been the Indiana Pacers <laughs> on losing, and then the <laughs> trades and the optimism for tanking that we've sort of ignored um, the wider league quite a bit. So, I thought we'd give a, a quick update on where things stand uh, as we're about uh, a month, less than a month away from the playoffs. So, there's probably about 10, 11 games left for each team. Uh, so let's start in the Eastern Conference. Um, as you mentioned, so there's a, this play-in thing, so I, I guess we'll do the, the standings and, and 
and see where teams sit relative to that and what potential matchups are. So the East, uh, as we've discussed, has been uh, quite competitive this year, and so it's it's pretty clustered. So currently the Miami Heat are in first place. Ooh. They have clinched the Southeastern Division. Um, second right now, uh, well, second and third are Philly and Milwaukee. Philly is percentage points ahead of Milwaukee. And both of those teams are three games behind the Heat. Uh, just below them is Boston. Uh, and then you jump down a little bit, and there is a cluster of teams. Chicago is at 41 and 29. Cleveland, a half a game behind them at 41 and 30. And then Toronto, a game and a half behind Cleveland at 39 and 31. Uh, then we get to the uh, odds on favorite to win the title. <laughs> of course, at this point is when you encounter that team, uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, at 37 and 34. Uh, Charlotte and Atlanta round out the top 10 in the Eastern Conference. And there's a pretty solid cutoff there. So th- those last four teams would be the play-in um, right now. Uh, and then it drops off Washington is, is way below that. And then you get into the Knicks and the Pacers, etc. We pretty much know the teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. The interesting action, I guess, is around that borderline between the play-in and the actual, you know, sixth seed or whatever. So Toronto has been on a tear of late. Uh, they've been, well, actually, for a while now, they've been playing really good basketball. But uh, And Chicago has been struggling. So you could very well see a situation where Chicago falls down into that play-in tournament. Uh, because of the play-in, it's sort of hard to predict matchups going forward. In fact, we can't really <laughs> say anything, basically, because the two through, uh, what is that, four seeds are also kind of jumbled. But needless to say, going to be some interesting uh, first-round matchups once we get out of the play-in. Yeah, it's shaping uh, up to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, especially with this Brooklyn wild card in the play-in tournament, you could have a situation where Miami, say, gets the number one seed, and depending on how the, the play-in breaks out, they could be play- facing Brooklyn in the first round. Yeah, that'd and, be an awfully unlucky draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> I only picked uh, Brooklyn to win 62 this year, so I was, I was close. <laughs> you were very close. Very close. There's <laughs> likely going to be above 500. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. And then if we move over to the Western Conference, uh, here we've got a little bit more uh, things shaken out, I guess. So Phoenix has been head and shoulders above the rest of the competition all year long. They are already sitting on 58 wins uh, and have clinched uh, first place. Oh, no, they've clinched a playoff berth already. Sorry, they haven't clinched first place, but will soon. Second... The Memphis Grizzlies, uh, through all this chaos, have been just playing amazing basketball all year long and are uh, in second place. Close behind them are Golden State, or is Golden State. Uh, Next, there's a cluster of teams. Utah, Dallas, Denver, and Minnesota are all separated by three games at this point. Um, I guess really that latter cluster, Dallas, Denver, and Minnesota, are all separated by a game or a game and a half. Below Minnesota, uh, there's a drop-off to the Clippers and then a steep drop-off to New Orleans and the Lakers who round out the top 10. But again, there seems to be a pretty sharp line 
uh, between those teams and the the non playoff contenders. We're the Kings, aren't they going for the uh, playing tournament? <laughs> the Kings currently sit six games out of the play-in tournament. Uh, they only have um, nine games left in their season. Mm. So. They do play uh, Houston twice. There you go. It could happen. But and then they again, the they're tanking uh, Pacers this yeah, week. So. Yeah. They've lost three straight and are two and eight in their last ten also, so. Way to be all in. Okay. So I, I think they they need to lose to us uh, this Wednesday. And then um, also, if the basketball gods give a shit about me at all, uh, April 3rd, <laughs> Detroit will lose to the Pacers for me for my birthday. So. Mm. Shout out. Yes. Shout out. <clears throat> to me, the most interesting thing in this Western Conference is that um cluster of teams that are sort of straddling the the dividing line between play-in and the sixth seed so minnesota has made this interesting they've caught fire here in the second half they're nine and one in their last 10 as we speak today on sunday uh and are as i mentioned a half a game behind denver so you could have a situation here again where if denver falls into that play-in and you're the phoenix suns and you know anything can happen in a play-in you could end up playing the denver nuggets mm-hmm. with you know reigning mvp nikola Jokic in the first round of the playoffs and a healthy jamal uh, murray because he comes back yeah and potentially a jamal murray coming back and all this stuff so it's uh, pretty interesting wrinkles here yeah to say nothing of the lakers sitting on the 10 spot it seems unlikely they're going to fall out of the play-in because the teams behind them are San Antonio, Portland, and the aforementioned Kangs, who are six games back. <laughs> and nobody um, wants to win in that group at all. Yeah, none of those. Uh, I mean, the, maybe the Kangs want to, but what you know, can and want are two very different things if you're a Sacramento <laughs> fan. But I don't think anybody wants to face arguably the greatest basketball of the mo- player of the modern era in the first round after working their tails off all, all season to get the one or two seed, right? I mean, that's that's just an awfully tough place to find yourself. No doubt. Do you think LeBron could beat the Suns by himself? I mean, his team is terrible, though. I think he could I mean, beat, say, a, a Memphis, but, like, I don't think, I don't know. LeBron by himself with a bunch of really old dudes i mean they're way below 500 they're not good i i mean i agree they haven't been playing great but this wouldn't be the first year in which people have written off a lebron james team and and had to eat crow in the playoffs right i mean he's just a guy who knows how to turn it on when the time is right Including the Pacers. Like, I think his last year with the Cavs, or maybe his second to last year with the Cavs, um, we faced him in the first round, and we were like, oh, we got this because they're terrible. They're the fourth seed or the fifth seed. And um, he's got nobody on his team. We've got all the better players except LeBron, and he still beat us in seven games. So you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, additionally, to say that there's no one on that team is a bit of a stretch. Anthony Davis is kind of good. Uh, if he's healthy, if he's healthy, I mean, even if he's not healthy, he's still going to be better than most of the dudes around him. Will he be as dominant as you expect Anthony Davis to be? Is you know is, is another question. But if he's on the court, he's going to be better than almost everyone else out there. That's, Certainly better than fair. DeAndre Ayton. Um, 
You definitely bring up a good possibility, though, is, you know, if the Lakers somehow, uh, you know, in these one-game play-in tournaments, like, win two straight and, and are playing Memphis in the first round, say, they have a lot of guys on that team that are not, that have a lot of experience in the bright lights of the playoffs, and Memphis has basically zero guys, so. Not afraid of the You've only seen them stealing a couple games and, and making it super interesting, um, against a Memphis team that, you know, has potential to, you know, go to the conference finals here, you know. Yeah, I I love John Morant's game so much. He's just, he's so unbelievable to watch. Um, I'd hate to see him get knocked in the first round. That would just be terrible. I, I would expect a tremendous series. It'd be fun as hell. But he's just—he's a guy that I would like to see get his chance to go a little bit deeper and not run into you know a resurgent LA. Also, clearly not rooting for any LA team, right? So I hate to see him run into a resurgent Lakers team and you know see LeBron railroad them in five games. That would suck. Yeah. Well, also I don't think that they can beat. I mean, somebody's got to stop Morant, and they don't have the guy except LeBron, and I don't think LeBron can can put that energy into defense for that many games while scoring enough. I mean, Mor- Morant's too special. I, I just think, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it'd be a hell of a series. I look forward to yeah. it, but, uh, you know, uh, Morant is, boy, he is a special. I mean, player. I love him, but he's not going to score 110 points a game. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. look around that team, it's not that impressive. Like, you know, Brooks is a solid player. Uh, Jackson has been good for them. But, you know, again, playoff experience. And Steven Adams is not going to be the guy to beat the L.A. Lakers in the playoff series, right? There's there's not as much around them as the record would suggest. It's just a lot of job being really excellent. Yeah. I mean, the, the scarier thing if you're Memphis is you're most likely going to play somebody like Minnesota, Dallas, or potentially even uh, – or sorry, Minnesota, Denver, or potentially Dallas if they should fall all off. Those and those are, are all very, very, very good basketball good teams. teams. Yeah. I mean, you will have home court advantage, which is nice. But, you know, I particularly would be concerned about playing a Denver team that has, you know, playoff seasoning and obviously Nikola Jokic, who just is a beast to deal with. Um, You know, Memphis has the horses, I guess, between Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr., who's been, you know, phenomenal defensively this year. I think he's leading the league in blocks to, you know, potentially slow down Jokic you're not going to stop him completely but um could be really interesting I think if you guys were to pick uh, a finals matchup right now based on sort of you know what we've seen thus far where people are positioned in the playoff race now if it were to stay in who Harper do you have a favorite coming out of the east and the west uh, I mean, out of the East, it's awfully difficult not to take the defending champs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the Bucks they know how to get there. They're still a very good team, and, you know, they've only won three less games than Miami. Um, I just – when Anna DeCumpo was out there and playing at the top of his game, he is the most dominant player in the NBA right now. He's arguably better than he was last year. Uh, his team is every bit as good as – I I don't know. It, it – they are the team to beat out there. Um, we'll see what Brooklyn can bring to the table, but they're going to have a long road, assuming health um, coming from the seed that they're coming from. So I, I definitely For pick sure. the Bucks coming out of the East. That's that's where the smart money is. 
not controversial. No, I like that pick. But uh, Joe, Joe, uh, what do you think? I mean, I think in the West, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think in the West, though, I think we, I think we might see a return of the, of the, uh, the, the Warriors. Um, oh. Mm. Okay. I mean, they, they've got. Uh, I mean, they've got the experience, and they've got, you know, uh, plenty of, uh, you know, talent on that team. And um, I don't know. The East is the East is wild right now. You know, I think. Uh, I don't think Brooklyn's. Th- I don't. I don't think Brooklyn's there, and I don't think Philly's going to do anything. <laughs> Shout out to Philly hate. Yeah, of course, and I don't know. I guess to me, it comes down to to the the Bucks, and I guess the the Heat have have earned you know at least a, a discussion about that. But I think that I think the Bucks will Bucks will bring it back. You know, when it's I don't know. I don't want to see Giannis uh, in, in the playoffs. Oh, don't worry. I think you won't. As a so so you're I'll looking for a, a Bucks uh, Golden State Finals. I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's okay. what I'm expecting. All right. We missed uh, Mr. Harper's West pick. What you, oh, what's your West pick, there? buddy? Uh, yeah, I was actually going to take Golden State as well. I mean, you know, obviously Phoenix has been playing out of its core. They were there last year. You know, again, it's just real easy to take the smart money coming out of the West right now. They have been playing better than any other team. They just have. So I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna put you guys on the spot and take all the smart money spots. Okay. So, so you're, you're taking the Suns. Yep. So uh, you were saying Bucks Suns, which is a repeat of last year, correct? Yep. Um, I think Suns win the whole thing this year. Um, I'm all in on the Suns. Um, I. And one of the reasons I am is because I want to believe in um, an NBA where a long, sad franchise can draft a bunch of players and get good and then bring in one veteran player and make the finals, learn their reps, get their young players better, and then come back and win the next thing next year. Um, I think that's how the NBA works. Um, I think they've earned it. specific vision of the NBA. No, but I think they've earned it. I think that's how this works. Large teams don't really win without any experience. Um, These young guys have had the burn now. Um, I think the the Suns win it. Now, my Eastern Conference team is the Boston Celtics. I think they are for real right now. Um, I think they are the hottest team in the league, and they're going to stay that way. Um, They are playing... Championship level defense, and they have enough guys that can score the basketball. Um, I think this is a really fun Boston Suns. Suns win it in six or seven uh, series. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are good picks. All right. I'll I'll be the sucker. I'm gonna take Brooklyn coming out of the East. I think. Brooklyn. Be- that- <laughs> be- I mean- I hate it. I don't think that this uh, behavior should be rewarded, but Kevin Durant is a god on the basketball court, and he is pissed that he didn't get to win it last year, and he is pissed that James Harden demanded his way out of uh, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. He is uh, got a running mate in Kyrie Irving who, weirdly, the way that they game the system, uh, it may be a moot point anyway, because 
uh, New York City probably will lift the vaccine mandates or whatever by playoff time. Unless they Unless just want to spite him. Variant coming Which in. Which I hope they like want that. to spite him. But so, regardless, if they do, then they have road court advantage uh, <laughs> yeah. all throughout the playoffs. And don't forget the most rested superstar not coming off an injury in modern right. NBA history, right? Right. I mean, right. Exactly. Kyrie's only played half the games, if that, this season. Right. Exactly. He's going to be a killer. I, I mean, uh. and. and and who knows if they're even gonna like they have Ben Simmons. Who who knows if they even have to break in case of emergency for him? I don't even, yeah, even know he's he'll probably play. Gonna, even he's if he doesn't play I think at some they have point, really good. I have no idea. I think that's, that's the hardest situation to read that I've ever seen in the NBA. So Maybe. I don't know. It is he, nice. He will likely play, but who knows if he will play significant minutes in the playoffs or whatever. Well, no. Uh, uh, so like you think about like who's gonna play. Uh, Giannis and Tacupo, right? Like, can we bring him off to just like throw some top minutes on that? Like, that'd be useful. Exactly. Yeah, but I, but that team, since their inception, their plan was never to stop the other team. It was to outscore the other team. And with Kyrie and and KD, they can definitely do that in a lot of situations. Uh, in the Western Conference, I'm with you, Colson. I, I have been super impressed with this Phoenix team all year long. Chris Paul went down with an injury and. You know, everybody thought that he was the the engine that made that team go, and they did not miss a beat. Like, that team is just locked in. Monty Williams just has everybody on that team knowing exactly what they're supposed to do. And like you said, they got the reps last year. I like their focus. I, I liked, you know, I, t- I mentioned this in the season preview, <clears throat> that I liked the look on Devin Booker's face at the end of the finals when he walked off and was pissed. And... He looked like the kind of guy that was going to come back and be a terror, and he has done exactly that all season long. So uh, I'm going to take them. I think I think they're going to win it all this year. So, well, I think that's where we are in the playoffs. Uh, I think we can take a break. <laughs> uh, he did a great job. Yeah, let's take yeah let's let's take a few minutes here, and uh, we'll come back in the second half with uh, got some stat of the week and uh and undegoogable and uh then you can be on your way have a merry day we'll be back in just a few
We are back from the break. First, before we get into an undegoogable, we're, we've got uh, a stat of the week for you. Joey, stat of the week! And actually, we got two Ooh. for you this week. Ooh. Double stat of the week. Bonus. Yeah. Tua. Double stat of the week. No extra charge. You get free stat of the week on this one. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> this week only until the next time. Stat of the week. The first one here. The shout out to Indiana. And, you know, Indiana is a, tra- a trailblazer in a lot of ways. And the way that uh, I found this week that, that Indiana is leading the way is Indiana has the most dirty, waterway- uh, dirty waterways in the entire nation. They have the most miles of um, polluted waters huh. in the entire country. And no one else even comes close. Um, they have 25,000 miles of Hoosier rivers that uh, rivers and streams that are too polluted for recreation and swimming. So take that other 49 countries or count. What are they called? <laughs> so this isn't even like per mile per it, it's like total miles. Cause I don't feel like we have that much water. It's rivers and streams, uh, so it's you know, not a, a lot of these. It's not a per capita. Uh, yeah, it's not controlled no. for amount of rivers that you have. Just overall, it's just straight just up total twenty five thousand miles of rivers and streams. So I mean, the streams are. There's going to be a lot of these streams, you know, that just. I think they're called cricks. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> they're called cricks. Uh, so. We don't the we don't have the uh, highest percentage of uh, waterways, um, but it's we're we're way up there, uh, like of polluted waterways. My my apologies. Um, it, it most of this comes from uh, agriculture. Uh, it's just the chemical, you know, the the uh, chemicals from the agriculture uh, just go right into the water and, and uh, into Blinky. Our uh, three-eyed friend. So, so are you saying fish. that uh, you're going to add to the idea that we're just a big farm state, and we just like all we do is like make corn and dump pollution into our streams? That's not all we do. It's what we're okay. good at. Yeah. yeah, and the farming is the pollution. I was going to say, like, I feel like you're adding to uh, you know our stereotype. <laughs> just. Reporting yeah. the facts here, sir. And as much as we've been trying to make Gary part of Illinois, it's still ours. <laughs> Shut up, Gary. Gary, Indiana, so, Gary, yeah. Indiana. That, 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 that. That's all I know. <clears throat> yeah, do, so do they count uh, the Ohio River? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure they do. Because that seems unfair. Just our side of the yeah, no, they just are the polluted side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that falls on uh, that's like a Pittsburgh problem. <laughs> no, that's definitely counts for their us, fault. <laughs> and apparently, like, uh, so some of these problems are like particularly up in the uh, up near Lake Michigan, in, in the Gary area, there are uh, like steel mills that are just I don't know, just dumping stuff. There's like steel ash, um, and apparently there's laws for this already. There's just like they're not enforced very well, so you know they just they just dump this stuff wherever, and uh, so the regulators are a little slow to. What get about the- uh, Michigan City, Indiana, on the Lake Michigan? Do we have to pay for? Do, mm-hmm. Are we are we part of the Lake Michigan uh, pollution? 
Oh, um, I mean, I think it's probably related. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, so this report was specifically about rivers and and, and oh, okay, and, okay. So not the, the we, um, we don't get lakes in this. It's not all bodies of water. No. It's lakes and creeks. No, no, no. It's yeah. No, lakes no, no. And, rivers uh, and creeks. Rivers and rivers and creeks. Right. Rivers and creeks is the name of the show now. So apparently, there's a bunch of. Uh, uh, River and Cricks, you should probably not. Like, like none no, of them. Just to be safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, head out west. They're running out of water, but it's all clean. It's going to go away. <laughs> yeah, but my rule of thumb is the colder it is, the safer it is. So, mm. not that fun. So like when if if a lake happens to be or if if a river happens to be on fire that means it's really that, nice. that generally speaking yes that's a very fair assumption yeah. okay you know what's I nice about uh, skinny dipping out west is I can just uh, blame my small penis on a on cold water okay <laughs> I have that license plate what about when you're in- <laughs> <laughs> it's called shrinkage all right I wanted to bring attention to that. <laughs> Wanted to bring attention to that one because I I was I was surprised that Indiana for some 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 fashion has you know which is not known as a place with a lot of uh, rivers and creeks um, has the, the the highest number of ones that are not swimmable or fishable. So I saw another thing that I I don't remember this, but um, are, are you guys familiar with Ann Myers? And she came ice. across her name came across her name came across uh, in, in a basketball I get the basketball reference like stat of the day or it's like the daily stats report uh, it's women's history month as we've discussed and um, so she was like in the late, late 70s um, she was a fantastic basketball player and in 1979, she signed a fifty thousand dollar contract with your Indiana hey, Pacers. Hey, shout mm. out! And she didn't play. I mean, she ended up not playing, but she did. She got paid that uh, to join the team, like during tryouts. And um, she did not make the team, but she was. She she uh, got. There were several rounds of cuts. It was tryouts. Slick Leonard was the coach, and apparently he was talking. He was trying to talk her into not trying out, um, but. But then she was insistent, and her, her brother, Dave Myers, uh, was the number two overall pick in the 1975 draft, played five years with the Bucks. Um, but he, she made several rounds of the cuts, but did not make the final team, um, but did have a, a, a successful pro career. With the, there was a, a different women's league at the time. If you, if you guys are familiar with uh, old L.A. Dodgers pitcher Don Drysdale, uh, she really? married him, and I believe she's an ex- she's now an executive. I believe with the Suns. Mm. Maybe that's the capacity in which I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, she did uh, almost. Well, she almost made the the team, and she was. I mean, she was paid. So shout out to shout her. Out. And she was. Oh, I did. She did do some uh, broadcasting yeah. for the Pacers as well. She was also an Olympian. Yeah, it's her Wikipedia page has a lot yeah. of accolades. So, 
So, uh, Joey, is she better uh, at basketball than you? <laughs> yes. I don't know. You've told me. You've told I, me in the past you're right pretty now. good at. But you're you're pretty good at basketball, as you told me. I mean, I I played like CYO basketball. You know, I played with like in. I couldn't even play with the uh, competitive teams. I played with like the the recreational ones. Uh, how good were you with the recreational teams? Would you say um, you're a leading scorer? Say a leading rebounder? I was a sister. Uh, let's say let's say it was a, a mental giant, <laughs> but so you were you were the leader uh, of the team. This is the steady hand. Yeah, I was the I was the Lance Stevenson he was of the, the mind. Guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was the pulp son. Yes. Yeah, so that's that was my. I mean, no, she would destroy me on the basketball. Oh, I have no doubt. Even uh, now, she's like sixty; okay. she'd still destroy you on the basketball. One hundred percent. She's in multiple Absolutely. Hall of Fames. Yeah, she's right. got your yeah halls your of number, fame, buddy. Halls of fame. Halls of fame. Yeah, yeah. She's she's sixty six years old. Um, even though she's five foot nine, but she's still taller yeah. than me. She's still got. Um, she's still I have. Got, I have. No, I'm heavier than her, though. You know what? <laughs> she's I not going to take you in the post. She's going to shoot over you because she's taller than yeah, you. she's just going to shoot over you. She could probably take him yeah. in the post, too. <laughs> she was yeah, in 2007 true. enshrined in the FIBA Hall of Fame as part of the inaugural class. There's only two mm. other U.S. citizens. Those people are Bill Russell and Dean Smith. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. So that's some rarefied the, company. Oh, my God. She's with those God. two? Shout out Ann Myers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, no, that just changed my uh, the Hall of Fame list in my head. <laughs> uh, Joey, Joey, you're you're out. <laughs> huh. Tough break. You know what? If 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 your Hall of if your Hall of Fame doesn't want me, I wouldn't want to be a part of it. Cool. You're not. <laughs> All right, Colson. It's time for an undergoogable. What do you got for us this week? Oh, are we doing undergoogables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. So. <laughs> so it was, so we, we said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So, uh, this week, uh, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, that's, that's just a good one. All right, wait. No, wait, that's not. We that's, can that's pick the, the under Google. No, 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 no. You're going to pick it. Okay. That's 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 the actual. I want to know. I want to know where that phrase came from because the answer is water. Why is that a saying? Whatever like, floats your boat. Why would there be other options? This is why this is why it's a question. This is weird. Why whatever floats your boat is water. Why is it a phrase? When did it come about? This is what we do. Whatever floats your boat. This seems like something that um somebody's dad threw out at a party in the seventies and for some reason because it <laughs> yeah, rhymed right. and somehow it just stuck around. If it rhymes, it's yeah, got to be true. true. So you're saying the '70s rhyming? I like it. No. I like it. <laughs> so, Colson, did we did we get a, a good definition? I mean, I I know what it means, but no, I think you should tell me what it uh, means. Sure. Well, I guess the you know 
I mean, what I always take it as is, you know, someone's like, whatever floats your boat is, you know what? It's up to you, whatever, whatever. It's kind of, it's up to you. You know, whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Kind yeah, of thing. Whatever's like, going to work. Yeah. I don't, yeah, whatever works, whatever, whatever you want to do is fine. That's, I that's how I see it. Particularly if that thing is like abnormal or like non-traditional. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. I guess okay. that's true, yeah. I, I like that twist on it. Thank you, Jason. I guess you say, yeah, like when, when someone gives a, like, this is what I like to do. You're like, oh, okay, whatever floats no, yeah, your boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how you use it for sure. Or at least that's how, yeah, I have used it in my. Yeah, yeah. All right, so why would you say, uh, why would it be abnormal if you wanted to float your boat? Well, I mean, it would be abnormal if you floated in something other than water. Right. It seems like it's something like you would try to put something in water that's not a boat right you would like try to whatever floats in water is awkward and weird right so that's the idea of the phrase but in fact it's whatever floats your boat so i agree with you harper it's about what's floating the boat which is not water which is weird or some pre-archimedean Understanding of why things float. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Eureka. Archimedean. Archimedes. He's the boat guy. Yeah. Was that that those Tyler Perry movies? <laughs> <laughs> Is Archimedes the boat guy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he figured out why he things float. Like the volume. volume. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. All right. Infinite sums and all sorts of fun stuff. Archimedes was a smart guy. So you think it goes back to to the Grecians, the Greeks? I I, I I'm just saying it's a possibility. I, I was trying to make sense out of what Colson was saying, because. <laughs> good no, luck. No 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 no. That's not what you should be doing. You should be going off the phrase. Don't listen to me. Okay. I I, I like this. It's the Grecian uh, Archimedes term. Could yeah. something else float your boat besides water? I mean, it's not Pepsi. Yeah, I, certainly, but but. Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Clear Crystal grade. <laughs> <laughs> it's not often that you come across uh, bodies of crystal gravy large enough to put a boat in. Right? Yeah. So it happened to me twice this year. It's true. So, so I mean, my, my assumption, okay, so my assumption is that this is going to be during uh, American discovery. Um, this is this the uh, North American discovery. Uh, we've got big boats, and we're trying to get them on creeks and rivers that are completely polluted in Indiana. Um, and I think that circle. not back that then we can't travel unless it can float our boat. And so you can only travel. You can only explore. For whatever floats your boat. So I'm going to go with 1680s. That was so specific. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can only float our boat if it's got enough water. If That's what I'm going with. If the boat has enough water? Yeah. No, no, no. If there's enough water in the ground for the boat to float. Okay. So creek or river... Enough water to float so it's my just boat like a, while I explore. A depth and draft issue. Yes, depth and draft. That's exactly right. I'm sticking with it. Some random dad. In the I, I, I'm, I'm tempted by random dad. <laughs> 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 
Because the strangeness of the phrase itself is that, yeah, it, the boat floats because of physics, right? That, that's, yeah, it floats all the time. Right, it floats because of displacement, water. right? Yeah. So... This is why it's a stupid phrase. This is why I asked it. I feel like the guy in the 70s also had at least one button, maybe two, that were that were unbuttoned that should have been mm. Was it around his belly or was it up top? Okay. Oh, up maybe top. at the bottom, too. Top. Maybe one at the bottom. One at the bottom, two at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this guy. So I was starting to search, and it says, whatever floats your boat, and the second one is whatever floats your goat. <laughs> I'm gonna actually look that one up instead. Whatever floats your coat. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll start on Urban Dictionary and see where. <laughs> oh Jesus! This is sex. This the answer is sex. It seems to first appear in the early 1980s, uh, with the first documented examples coming from magazines and newspaper articles. Um. It develop so this is according to slang slang lang dot net. Um they yeah, claimed it developed from the modified version of phrases like whatever suits you and whatever gives you pleasure coming from eighteen twenties by the nineteen seventies variations like whatever turns you on also appeared in English. Yeah, I don't. So it's definitely some random dad. Yep, at a I think you nailed it. Seventies party, you nailed that. Oh, no. Super solid. Col- Colson is super concerned about how accurate you were. Yeah, he really is. Are you just super mad because it wasn't sixteen eighty three or whatever? This is terrifying. It, it, it seems to be pretty sexual, and I'm I'm grossed out by it. I think I'm only seeing one article that's in that vicinity no i think it's it's in it's in uh 1970s uh dad trying to get late i think it's gross no i think he's walking out of the key party and being like whatever floats your boat guys okay i'm not doing it but you guys do you it's fine walking away i like it early 80s late 70s something like that I've got an early 70s uh, boat you gotta float with sexual undertones. Do you just do a search for the phrase and then the word sex after it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say sexual undertones on everything. His his Google algorithm just inserts that silently at the end of everything. Yeah, no, he he installed the extension on Google. My entire phone is porn. Sex related. So that got uh, freaking nailed. No, I mean, I, I, this disturbs me more than I, I was. I wanted it to be something interesting and back in the day, and instead, it's, it's I creepy, can't wait. It's creepy old guys of, in, in, within in our, our generation to like claim they made up this phrase mm-hmm. when they're talking to our grandkids. Yeah, today. there you go. Like, yeah. and we're not going to be able to contradict them at all. No, no, I'm so angry. No. Whatever floats your boat is by somebody in the late seventies, early eighties talking about sex. It was a sexual Ooh. revolution, man. Don't be such a square, Colson. Yeah. Alright. Sex is a beautiful thing, Jonathan. Sure, I agree yeah. with that. And I like it when you call me my full name. 
<laughs> it is time to get going. <laughs> it floats its boat. Yeah. yeah. All right. Team, it has been wonderful. You got Harper on that one pretty good. <laughs> it's been wonderful hanging out with you gentlemen, but it is time to go. We will be back with you on Monday with another show. Until then, you can hit us up on the social medias. We are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com, is a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. i got a Patreon. You can uh, support us there. And we have uh, a, show, a store at the website slash store. Hey, uh, hey, uh, uh, Joe, can you go ahead and type this right now into your um, closing statement? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have access to this, but um, we also have... You do have access to it. You just don't know where that access <laughs> I is. I don't know how to do it. But um, we also have um, uh, a show comes out every Saturday. Oh, yeah. The end of Googleables. Yep. And they need to go separately access that. So put that... T- t- I'm not seeing you typing. Just type it right. Type type right now. I'm typing type, in type, my type, mind. Type. No, no, no. <laughs> type type right now. I don't care about this. <laughs> you know what? When next week it's not there, I'm gonna come over there and cry with okay. my shoes on. In your shoes. Um, we do well. So we do have baby cat or Colson. <laughs> cat or Col- cat or baby or Colson. <laughs> Uh, so we do we uh, the undegoogables that you heard. We have a separate podcast where most so most of them are um, you know pulled from that show, and we have a whole a whole feed that is just that that section of the show. And there's some that are only available there. Did you ever right. release? Are are those are those out yet, or are they still? Oh yeah, uh, no, no. There's a ton of novel shows on the on the feed right now. So you okay, can, yeah. So you could say that you listen to the show and you know everything about the end of Google Bulls, but you're right. a damn liar until okay. you listen to the feed. So yeah. go check it out. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, if you if you want to get that hundred percent completion uh, award, you gotta listen to all the under Googleables. For the architect Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Sixlander. <laughs> stick from last week yeah no this is all ethan's fault (laughs) oh yeah by the way sorry about that yeah no screw your kid man he's a a disease he's a disease mongering in in our monster in our defense jill and i said we don't even wipe his nose that much yeah no no (laughs) yeah no you were like stop wiping his nose yeah you did say that i was like but he's so snotty I'll just take it and I'll put it in my mouth. That's what I did with that. A girl I work with plays kazoo. Yeah, is she good? I don't even know what that means. Like she. Wait, yeah, what does that mean?
Everybody plays kazoo. I play yeah. kazoo. No, but she like <laughs> tries, which makes me think that there is a normative answer to that question. But I don't. I wouldn't know it if I if it kazooed me in the face. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick set of the. That was my kazoo. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>